Hello and welcome to In the Spotlight with Quosaka, the definitive podcast on digital disruption in the print industry. I'm Luella Fernandez, Director of Quosaka, and today I'm joined by Isabella Phoenix, Director of Channel Sustainability and HP Amplify Impact. Today we will be discussing how HP is embedding sustainability into its channel strategy with HP Amplify Impact and hear more about how the programme is structured. We'll also hear about how data is fundamental to maximising success through business and customer insights. So welcome to the show, Isabella. It's great to have you here today. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here. So um, before we um, dive into the the subject of um, sustainability and the HP Amplify Impact Programme, could you um, introduce um, yourself, tell us a bit about um, your career history and your role at HP? Of course, I'd love to. So my name's Isabella Phoenix. Um, I started off actually selling chocolate um, in the East End of London, and then I went on and sold oil. (laughs) And then 26 years ago, I joined the wonderful HP, and I was um, brought into HP to establish the retail um, uh, supply strategy for Europe. And then over the last 26 years, um, HP you're very blessed, you have a lot of opportunities. And so basically for the last 26 years, I've had EMEA leadership roles in sales and marketing, business development and partnerships. And and then today I'm leading Amplify Impact. That's great. So um, as I mentioned at the beginning, we're we're talking, you know, specifically around sustainability and the Amplify Impact programme. So for those of um, the audience that aren't perhaps aware of the details of the programme, can you tell us a bit more about the programme and how it's structured? Sure. Before I go to Amplify Impact, let me go, if you, if I, if I may, I'd like to just go a little bit wider to HP because some people might just, a lot of people don't realise that HP, um, sustainability has been in the DNA of HP for the last 80 years. When Bill and Dave were in the garage, um, they were still, ta- they were talking about the betterment of society. And so when you roll that forward, um, 80 years. You've now got HP where we've got a net zero emission strategy by 2030. We're a AAA rated CDP. We're platinum Ecovardis. Our products are designed with sustainability at the core. And what happened two years ago, our CEO, uh, Enrique Lores, decided as a corporation, we've had a sustainability report for 20 years, carbon footprint for 10, but HP does over um, $60 billion a year, as we all know. 80% of that um, revenue is done through our partners. And what are we really doing to support our partners in sustainability? And a lot of companies are talking about sustainability. I'm in a lot of conferences and people say, oh, we started it three years ago. But because HP, we're actually really solid in it with 80 years history, we said, look, no, we really want to help our partners. So... Amplify Impact was an idea two years ago. And what that idea was, was how can we help our partners on their sustainability journey? And what we've done is we've really designed the Amplify Impact program on the same structure as HP, focusing on three pillars, climate action, human rights, digital equity. And we're offering our partners to come and they first sign up, it's very simple. They just sign a pledge, they do an assessment, and then they have access to over 20 sustainability projects that, that they can um, that they can work with. So this is basically what it is. It's a, 
the partner gets a chance to assess where they are and then look at all our different tools to work out how they can help. Now, the slight difference from Amplify Impact from sustainability impact within HP is that obviously we need to support our partners to make money because that's what we need to do. So a very, very important fourth pillar for us in Amplify Impact is how can we support our partners to drive sustainability sales? And that's one of the big key metrics for us. So that's really what we've done. Amplify Impact, a program to really hold our partners in their sustainability journey on these four pillars, climate action, human rights, digital equity, and sustainability business. Okay, and can you tell us a bit about um, how, um, because I know it was launched, was it a couple of years ago in terms of the initial launch? Um, What type of partners that you're seeing that are, you know, most receptive to to, um, being certified as, you know, part of the program? Sure, it's been absolutely fascinating. Um, We... We did not know if it would even be accepted, this program. We we had we thought only 10% of our partners would sign up. But in fact, what's actually happened, we've got the partner, it's launched in 43 countries, from India, Singapore, Korea, in Europe, in America, even in Papua New Guinea, um, and all sizes, all sizes, from companies with three people to the CDWs of this world. And what's really interesting is the way we've designed the program, it's modular. So as we all know, in the Nordics, we've got some amazing partners who are very, very, who are, may I even say, better than HP and sustainability maybe. And even these partners have come back and said, the, the assessment's good and it's useful for us because we hadn't thought about executive related pay to sustainability. And then right on the other side, we've got, a very important customer who actually wrote to us and said, thank you, HP. You have given me the blueprint to do sustainability in my company because I didn't know where to start. So so this has been which partner? All types of partners. Um, And I think it's been driven by the economic environment as well, where the partners are realizing legislation, ESG, um, finance houses, the customer where it's becoming more prominent. So I think we've launched it at the right time. And um, you're going to ask me about results later, so I won't tell you how many partners we've got. <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting because I think, um, you know, when, when HP first launched it, it was interesting to kind of see how it was going to progress. And I think, you know, we're, we're definitely seeing that sustainability is higher on the agenda for, you know, businesses <laughs> in general. And, yeah, I was just curious as whether you're seeing the that your channel partners are seeing more demand from their customers in terms of um, having to demonstrate their sustainability credentials, but also helping their customers to reduce their environmental impact. So, yeah, I was just curious around whether that, you know, some of the, the success has been driven by customer demand as well. Absolutely. It's, uh, we've had over six, um, over 6,500 sustainability sent in, in the last year. So really, it's really generating more and more, and it's going to become more and more important for sure. Yeah. So um, the next question I was going to, um, wanted to ask you was really about the data yeah. side of the program, because I know that's very um, sophisticated in terms of how you use the data yeah. and how you understand um, the customers and the channel. So could you give us a bit of insight in terms of how HP is sure. using data? Sure. So, I mean, there's various ways to look at the, that question. I think the first thing is that if we really want to drive sustainability across 43 countries, 
And I will tell you how many partners and 3,500 partners. We can't do it manually. So the whole of Amplify Impact is based on technology and technology will own sustainability will, will only happen if it's technology driven so right from the concept the way that we've designed it is the partner from the minute they sign the pledge to the minute they do the assessment to all the tools it's all linked to a big database and that database then means that the partner can go onto the hp amplify impact portal and at any time he's got a personalized dashboard that he can see if he wants to see his personalized assessment the 45 page assessment he gets when he does it he can have a look at that on the set so it's all all available in one place technically now the other thing that's really important for hp is all the information we're getting from our partners we're using this to help us define the program and so what do i mean so we've got the assessments from over 2000 partners and we wanted to really understand what were they asking. So first of all, we reviewed deeply all their comments because this is a customer-driven program. And we actually found out that the partners were really quite worried about DE&I, digital equity and inclusion. And so what we then did was we made sure that our people, our, um, our people pillar, um, our human rights pillar, we actually have developed a whole end-to-end -end platform where partners can get trained in diversity, equity, inclusion. They then have a playbook, and then we've got a consultancy that can actually support at special rates the partners do it. So we really want to hold our partners on the DNI. So that's the kind of thing. So first of all, it's how we communicate to our partners, how we collect the data, it's all based. Then helping the partner drive their business, it's all based on the data, and then HP. And then also, for example, data has been very key we've partnered with a company called sweep and they do our carbon footprint and that is all based and the reason we chose sweep to um, do the carbon footprint for our partners because they've offered a special rate is because it was again based on the platform and once the partners link into the carbon footprint it's not a carbon footprint they get one and like an excel and they go off no they have to keep it up and they can check all the time so we really need to support our partners to get this data, but then actually really do something with it. And then we can measure as well. So any time of the day, I can tell you which partners have done the pledge, the assessment and what they're doing online. And then I can help them hopefully do even better. I just wanted to ask you to pick up on that point. You mentioned about working with partners, because I think you do that for certain areas. So you mentioned Sweep and also one around um, um, diversity and inclusion as well. Yeah. So is that something that's on a regional basis or is that a global Initiative so, as I mentioned at the beginning, a lot of the tools that we offer our partners, we just, I like to call it channelized. Okay. Mm -hmm. So HP had great sustainability trainings, that great, HP had great print fleet assessments, HP had great community and volunteering toolkits that I could, but I could just channelize for our partners and make them available. We had a supply code of conduct that I could make available for the partners and they could copy with pride. That's all great. But there were certain areas we did not have a carbon footprint. We did, we, we've got an amazing DEI strategy led, led by Leslie Stanton Brown, but we didn't have concrete tools. So what I've done is wherever we've got a gap, I just have gone out into the industry and got the best people that I could find to develop the best for our partners. So the latest one that I've done is we've done, we've just launched, we're just going to be launching, and this is going to be next week, but you're gonna have it 
a sneak preview. We're just launching um, something which I'm very excited about called Global Good, which is a platform which is going to be enabling our partners to have access to the 60 best community NGOs that we could find and then proposing different projects. That, what did we do? The, we, we did this with one of the leading um, people in the community NGO world and they developed the program for us. So where I don't have the expertise or where HP doesn't have expertise, we just go out and we insource it and then we, we do it because this has to be world-class at all levels. Yeah, and um, you mentioned briefly about the number of partners and um, the kind of success you're, you're seeing already. So maybe you could yeah, give us a bit more insight into sure. um, how HP is measuring the success of the programme and, you know, maybe, you know, which regions are, you know, seeing the most success. So, um, as I said, we uh, our vision is that we want 50% of our partners to, to be signing up to this programme by, by um, 2025. Okay, so it's a big vision. Um, at the moment, the program is purely on the commercial side of the house. And we thought that we would get about 10%. We've actually got 35% of our partners signed up. So over 3,500, which has just blown us away. Um, we've had, and this is another number which, so education, if we're really wanting to support our partners in their sustainability journey, they need to be trained. You know, the the average score of our partners on sustainability was not particularly high. So we want to help them on their journey. And this is, again, with no financial incentives, we've had over 70,000 courses world across the world taken by our partners, which we've we're 50% of the trainings from our partners at the moment, and we've only been going two years. So this is just amazing. We're also really pleased with, um, we've got uh, the deals. So as I mentioned, we, again, we put this out and we thought our partners are never going to share their deals with us. You know, over 6,000 deals worth more than 500 million sent into us. So again, it's very much about us. It's about the engagement with the partners that they want to be. We've got more, a, a, a silly metric, but a good metric is the amount of page views we have on our portal. We've got more portal views on our Amplify Impact than the Amplify program overall. So it's really interesting that people are interested. So engagement is a really good measure for us. Customer feedback, we were very proud to be um, awarded some awards. Uh, so we've done okay in the external world. And then... Uh, the business side is very important for us now. What we're doing now next year is we're going to be measuring much more our community and our impact. But we've got to always talk about the money and we've got to talk about the sustainability issues. Otherwise, it's not good for our partners. We're not we're not an NGO. When we launched the program, first of all, we had two tracks. We had a change maker track and a catalyst track. And the change maker track was actually where we offered it only in seven countries. And we offered um, a hundred partners to actually develop an end-to-end full sustainability plan over a year. And we did not know if it was going to work. We actually have got over 100 partners, 100 partners that HP has done this joint sustainability plan with. And that, I think, is really a big accolade to the HP country teams and our partners. And and thank you, partners. That's great. I think it's, um, like you say, there's sustainability is becoming more prominent. And, yeah. you know, I just wanted to pick up on that point you mentioned about um, data and the, the fact that 6,000 shared deals um, based on your partners actually being willing to share um, information on that. Have you had, you know, because I'm curious around the kind of 
the sharing of data and whether you know the channel community are always willing to share data. Have you had any um, reluctance to share that information, or do you are you finding that because they're really sort of pushing that sustainability message that they're more willing to share that? Oh, good. I mean, it's been incredible. Um, maybe you'll share it on the on the web on the podcast, but. When they fill out the form, we actually, they're not only giving us the value of the data, they don't have to give us a customer name if they don't want to, because that's up to them. But they're actually telling us why it is sustainable. Was it a planet? Was it a human rights? Was it digital? And then within the planet, they're actually telling us it was because it they wanted recycling or it was because they wanted refurbished. So I think there's a, there's a hunger um, for the partners to learn more and then we can learn together so one thing as well that we really want to help our partners more with rfps so for example in the uk um if you want to do a deal more than five five million dollars with the uk government you needed a, a net zero plan so we this i think our partners are seeing that hp can actually help them with our tools and our the resources on how to do this rfps and that's something that we're We've got to help our partners get the sustainability business. So in terms of um, kind of regions, because I know this is a client, global initiative, are there any particular regions that you feel are um, quicker to up, you know, take this up than others, or is it pretty consistent across regions? It's been, it's been really interesting. All regions, um, I didn't think it would, I don't know why, but I didn't think India would be um, as it, you know, as an and maybe a bit more emerging. Um, I thought the emerging markets might not might not be so engaged, but the first region that met their targets was our emerging markets. So, it, yeah, there's no country that hasn't performed, um, and there's been yeah that it's it's been really consistent across. What has been interesting more it may be with the Northern Europeans because they've been so advanced. Some of our programs, you know, they've been doing volunteering community. So what we're doing, but let's, but the assessment is, is useful. And that's what I think. Um, and that's why I think it's work, Luella, is because we're not saying you have to do this. We're saying sign the pledge, work out where your gaps are and come and join the program. But you do what you want, what's relevant for you. And, and that's why I think it's working. Yeah, so I guess, you know, it's not so much being prescriptive about no. doing certain things, but I guess as they go along that sustainability journey that they can then expand their, yeah. their capabilities. And what we're seeing in the market, you know, driven by, like you say, customer de- demand, but also the economic climate, regulatory pressure as well. You know, I think that's all leading to the, the fact that channel partners need to have a sustainability proposition. Exactly. Um, and so in terms of where um, HP is heading for 2023 in terms of the Amplify Impact programme. Are there any sort of new additions that you're planning or um, particular plans you have for the programme? So really what we want to make sure is, I'm calling it simpler and deeper. (laughs) So what I mean by simpler is the programme is rich and you've seen the details. The programme is rich, so I need to find and make sure that... um, we keep on it, keep the simple design, keep it, because like all corporations, HP, we're quite good sometimes at not keeping things simple. So it's to keep simple. It's they do the pledge, they do the assessment, and then they can access the the hub. So that's really important for us. 
keeping the partnership element is really important for us. Keeping the um, the focus groups with our partners so that we can keep making it better. This is, you know, this is this whole keeping it simple and making sure that's going to be. But also for me, for FY23, it's all about adding more value to the partners. So we are launching Global Good. And on the what we call, which is our one-stop shop with all our initiatives, we are going to be doing a lot more training for our partners so for example a lot of our partners haven't internalized sweep that we've got this amazing carbon footprint partner they maybe haven't realized that we work with blue door who is our dni partner so we want to we want to support our partners if they want to to go deeper and um and another thing for so we've got a recognition program so with our partners it's really important yes i've said it's really easy but if they want to go further they have what we're calling a, a star program so they can get three stars four stars and five stars and so one thing that we're doing is on the training for them to add value to our partners we're actually going to be doing a lot of virtual training so that they don't have to do it in-house so so keeping the message very simple for our partners keeping one-stop shop for our partners keeping their own personalized all of this is not going to change what we do want to do is help them understand better our tools keep innovating new tools and then helping our country organization to become more experienced so that they can then support our partners to do more business. Yeah, and it sounds like, you know, the, the channel partners have such um, a wealth of resources, you know, available mm. in terms of, like you say, moving along that journey and sort of accessing what they need. And I'm just interested in terms of the, you know, the overall sustainability operations of HP, because, um, you know, obviously you have the scope one, scope two and scope three emissions and scope three are the ones that are the most difficult to control because it's part of the value chain. And do you see a time where HP will be with the channel enforcing, not enforcing, but I guess, you know, um, um, stipulating that certain channel partners need to meet a certain criteria to work with? HP in terms of their own environmental footprint because I think this is not just something for the the print industry but you know the overall IT industry in yeah. terms of they have to be exactly. able to you know control those scope three emissions and the value chain. Yes, I um, at the moment Amplify Impact on purpose is completely voluntary and I think that's mm-hmm. been another success. Even even when we rolled it out to our country organisations, it's an opt in. Mm-hmm. It's not they've opted in. Now. If we're really serious, the IT industry really do need to work together because our our colleagues in this industry, they've got some amazing things as well. And I feel that we are duplicating sometimes. So I think that we really do have to work together and find out some standard. And we have to do it for when, when we're looking at the refurbishing, when we're looking at the level of recycling. I mean, this is not what I'm involved in because it's much more on the on the category side, but even when I'm looking at what we're doing with our channel partners, wouldn't it be wonderful if there was one carbon footprint that we gave to everyone or one assessment that we could give to everyone instead of all of us doing our own? So I do think there's a, and I've we've started talking to some people to see what we can do as sort of a sustainability community. And I think, Luella, we have to do it. Um, but, you know, it's always interesting setting up these things. Yeah, and I think, you know, the fact, you know, sort of going back to the data aspect, the fact that you're collecting this data and you're getting an understanding of mm. 
the, the channel partners, what they're expecting from what their customers are expecting from them in t- terms of, like you say, recycling, refurbished yeah. products, remanufactured. I think that gives HP overall as a company great insight into what they you know need to do yeah. in terms of the product design and development as well, and you know as a service offerings, and so. And on. I think yeah. the other elements as well, like when you're looking at maybe sustainability sales, we can't collaborate with direct competitors, but on the DE and I. You know, I we should we we should be making these open source or on the community and volunteering. We should be, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, they're shareables, so yeah. we should be looking at how we can make it. Here. And that's where, wherever I can, and there's not a conflict of interest. Um, we try and be open source. Yeah, and I think that's the, the future of the the IT really industry is all yeah. about open collaboration and partnerships um, for the greater good, and you know that's ultimately. Mm. That very fine line between, I guess, planet and profit, and I think that's yeah. you know where, where the the industry has to really kind of have that sort of real sort of balancing act. But um, no, it's been great to sort of understand more about the Amplify Impact program. And in the show notes, we'll put a link to um, the the press release and any other information that comes up, you know, before we um, publish the podcast. But thank you again for your time, Isabel. It's been really great to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you for your lovely questions. So thank you for joining today's episode of In the Spotlight with Quocerca. For more information, please go to quocerca.com and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks again for joining and I look forward to seeing you in our next episode.